Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to the Musician's Journey podcast, where we celebrate the unique triumphs and tribulations of touring artists. Our guest today is fresh off tour with Billy Idol. Her brand new album is coming spring next year with a whole lot more touring. She has written a bunch of new music for the new Paloma Faith record, and she's one of the most hardworking and talented artists I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Welcome to the show, Kelsey Carter. Oh, thanks, Jedo. <laughs> Hello, Kelsey. Hello, Chelsea. Chelsea, Kelsea. Chelsea, Kelsey. <laughs> Wonderful to have you. How you doing, Kelsey? Good? Yeah, yeah. Funny, um, we're doing this today because I didn't start the day off very good. But um, as you know, I was messaging about that. But um, yeah, I'm good. For the most part, I'm good. Bless you. Well, we have some fun stuff to talk about today. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let Chelsea lead us off. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one. You are, you are our first uh, female interviewee. So uh, definitely excited to, to connect on that level and all the other levels. But um, kind of the, the kicking us off is in many ways you seem to kind of confidently go against um, formality, conformality in a way that is authentic and and beautiful and, and true to yourself. And we're curious if as an artist doing this is freeing or if it's something that becomes more of a battle every day um, or often. Um. I'm, I'm think I'm pretty lucky because my whole life I kind of got off on the concept of doing what I wasn't supposed to or what other people were too afraid to do or, or wouldn't. I really like it scratched an itch for me. And when I was younger, it caused me to get into a lot of trouble. But as I grew up, I was like, I can use this part of me, you know, in a good way. It doesn't have to be a negative trait that I have. So how can I put that into something that might influence other people in a good way not influence other people in a bad way or get me in trouble so I actually that comes pretty easy to me it's I think I have probably more of a problem with doing what I'm told or or standing in line that's a little bit more of a challenge for me I'd say so yeah I'm lucky (laughs) I I appreciate that and it's just you know you can tell that it opens up kind of freedom for creativity and freedom for being in, in all of it, whether it's your, your lyrics or, or the videos and, and such within that. 
uh, kind of along with that is you've kind of seemed to dodge that like good girl have to be. I know I know you've got your song that kind of speaks to that space, but out there there's I would assume a lot of artists, especially a lot of female artists that tend to suppress some of their wants or their desires or their ideas or their feelings uh, for others or to fit that nice role, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so what advice would you have having had experience of kind of escaping that or or not falling so deep into it? Um, I think just by default, we're all, all going to be influenced at one point or another, especially if you're like an, a young artist not really knowing how to take the next step forward. You listen to people who um, you think know better than you or you think uh, can get you can, you, can move you forward. And your identity can kind of get lost in that because you're listening to too many other opinions rather than, you know, your, your gut, which is not something I have dodged either. Like I've, I've been influenced and felt like I had to change for other people or had to dumb myself down or not you know, speak up or whatever. And I had one guy tell me one day, he's like, I want to give you the world. I want to make you a star, kid. You know, one of them moments. And he sat there and he grabbed my stomach, like the fat on my stomach, and he's jiggled it around. He said, well, if you want to make it in this business, you got to lose that. And I was like <laughs> 19, 20 years old. And at the, I look back and I'm like, why didn't I just knock him out right there and then? You know, like the me now would 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 just laugh in his face but the me then was like oh god I have to I, you know this has to go so like it's not like um just because I'm confident or or have this badass kind of exterior doesn't mean that I haven't also gone through those battles and I think that um you have to to find yourself in any sense whether it's in artistry or just growth as a person I think in order to find yourself you have to feel discomfort first in one way or another sometimes that presents itself in unfortunate ways and sometimes it's just learning lessons so I think you have to through each experience that you have hard experience even good experiences you have to listen stop and listen to yourself and be like okay how how did this make me feel does it feel right and if it doesn't feel right then you have to just have the balls to go, no, this is not me. I ain't going to take this shit. You know what I'm saying? Can I swear? You yeah. can swear. <laughs> <Okay. Kelsey>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's hard. It is definitely hard, but I think it's just a matter of like you have to have be okay with like talking to yourself and talking, having a conversation with yourself now and then and checking in and being like, okay, how do I feel about this situation? Because a little discomfort is good, but if you're consistently uncomfortable in situations that you're in or feeling like you're not being able to live your truth or be who you want to be, then, you know, you've got to rethink some things. Speak up. Uh, well, and I'm sorry that happened when you were 19. It sounds like you got a lot, a lot out of it. But for, um, you know, that comment itself, did that expand beyond that moment in time or have like, because I would imagine there's other people out there that have experienced similar com comments. And I'm just curious if that sits with you and, and how do you work through that? It doesn't sit with me now. I, I'm i pretty, how do I say this? I don't wanna um, articulate this wrong. I think that we all have our triggers and we all have our experiences that maybe stick with us more than others. Um, 
obviously body image and things like that is something that, especially as a woman in this industry, you are faced with criticism and ridicule and judgment at all times, whether you're the skinniest person in the world or as plus size as they get, like you can't win. So screw everyone else and their opinions and you do you. And Mm. you're not going to escape all these other voices, whether it's in your head or outside of your head, like you're not going to escape that. So you've got to find peace with it. And I'm really lucky that that hasn't been a huge issue of mine with my anxiety and depression over the years. It hasn't really stemmed from body image, which I'm grateful for. I I have always been quite confident in the way that I look for the most part. But um, but other things have have stuck with me and triggered me over the years. And I'm sure we'll get into all that. But but yeah, I think it's just a matter of like waking up in the morning and being like, you know, you know what, I, this, is why I, this is the way I look at it. When you look, if you were on your deathbed ne- next week, right, you're not going to look back on your life and say, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I wasn't myself. I wish I wasn't happy. You're going to look back and you're going to say, I wish I was. I wish I did do those things. I wish I let myself be who I want to be. That's what you would do. So when I tell myself that, I'm like, screw you, screw you, screw you, I'm going to do me, you know, and I think that can help, like, anyone who's going through those types of issues. Well, and it sounds like from that path of, like, the 19-year-old when that person made the comment, it was kind of like you, you didn't know what to say at the time to now where you're like, oh, I, I know what I would say. There's, there's a lot of worth that you've gained in that path and that self-worth. And, you know, you, you had a line where the, the baddest thing you can be is yourself, and I just, mm-hmm. I think that's so beautiful. And you're, you claim all parts of yourself. And, and I would imagine at times, as you're defining yourself as an artist, kind of keeping clear on that uh, might not always sorry. be. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I was a kid, <clears throat> I was like a tomboy by day and at night. I was in the circus in my mind. I was a theater kid. So I got so excited to put on a full face of makeup and put glitter on and sparkles and get on stage. But by day, I was this other character. And I struggled for a long time with who am I? Which which person am I? You know, I got bullied at school telling kids telling me that I was a lesbian and a hermaphrodite and all these things when I was a kid because I dressed like a boy and not like a girl. And I was like, well, why do I want to be this by day and this by night? And that has also happened in my adult life being a musician. It's like I've had so many times in this industry where people have told me you have to be one thing. You have to pick one. And I think my inner battles over the years hasn't been of me not knowing who I am at my core and my character. It's been, it's been battling with the fact that I've never been one thing. I am hard, I am soft, you know, I am strong and I am very fragile as well. And, you know, in more of the artistry side, I am this tough, badass girl that, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm a fucking gummy bear inside, you know what I'm saying? And I struggled so much over the years being okay with all the parts of myself. And um, that comes with being okay with the fact that I've done, made a lot of bad decisions and I've had a lot of shame and guilt and um, I still struggle with that. I still don't know who I am all the time 
And I think there's a misconception when you're in the limelight, you're an entertainer, people automatically think that you've got it together or um, you can handle any situation. A big thing that I've discovered recently is <clears throat> I've went my whole life thinking that I was an extrovert, my whole life. And when you are an entertainer or an extrovert, you go into any room with anyone and people just expect you to be a certain way. They, the clown has arrived, you know, dance monkey kind of thing. And I have realized recently, like, I don't have to entertain everyone in every room and I don't recharge around people. I recharge when I'm alone. And if I don't get that alone time, I, I can't find a way to accept of myself. I can't find a way to find balance. I can't slow down and, and center myself in order for me to do my job as well as I can. So yes, my issues over the years, I've already forgot the question because ADHD is just taking me away, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, Kelsey, I don't know. I'm just broken down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> please, please don't apologize because what you shared with us is what people are going to relate to most. And I think so often we think we have to be one thing and it means that we're not this thing. And that polarity couldn't be further from the truth. We can't be badass and hard and not be a gummy bear. You, you can't have one without the other. And there's just such a misconception yeah. that that's how it is and unfairly places that expectation on people, let alone artists, where they feel like they're crafting, this is an image, this is the view, but it's it's missing that humanality of, of we're, it's a duality. Yeah, It's all of sure. it. And you sharing your struggle with that, I think normalizes it for everybody out there because we all have our version of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's like something that I really want, you know, the kids especially to, to realize is it's okay to be confused and you you don't need to have it together by a certain time or in front of certain people. Like you can be complex as, as you wish. And I am, I am tough and I am strong and I am rebellious and I am, you know, I will kill a man for my mates, but you know, I'm also really soft and um, vulnerable and, and fragile. And I think that, that makes me good at what I do. So I don't see a reason why I can't be proud of both both parts of me. So I, I want the kids I want the kids to realize that. Like you don't have to be what anyone else thinks you should be and you don't have to pick one thing. Like you're colorful and beautiful however you, you know, see fit. I love that. And you know, you talked about shame or guilt for past things, but what you're expressing with the self-compassion and self-understanding over time, I think for everybody can kind of eliminate some of that shame and guilt, just that practicing of self-compassion. Definitely. And I try, it's, it's, you know, it's easier said than done. You, you encourage someone, you sit there with your mate and you tell them you need to be kinder to yourself. You need to realize that you're a good person and you're strong and this blah, blah, blah. But then you'll go into your room and you'll say the complete opposite to yourself. Like the voices in my head get so loud sometimes and it's easy to, to tell someone else to, to not be that way, but it's, it's fucking hard to not tell yourself. And I say this, one of my songs is about anxiety and, you know, taking drugs and stuff and to mask that. 
and I say this on stage, it's one way that I've kind of helped my anxiety and depression is instead of fighting those voices, I became mates of them. So instead of them screaming at me, you know, in my head, I'll out loud have a conversation with them as though they're my best mate and talk them off the ledge, talk those voices off the ledge. Because if they're hurting me, it's only because they're hurt. You know what mm. I mean? So it's just, it's just perception and um, not perception, perspective, sorry. And finding your own little methods that help you, even if you look crazy doing it. <laughs> Well, and, and it's, it's, there's, you know, you hear a lot about anxiety and depression in, in the music world. And, and you've done this beautiful uh, path of making yours a gift. Like you're learning how to handle it in ways that just increases self-compassion. You also have a gratitude around anxiety and depression. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, this kind of like changed my whole brain chemistry. This, my mom's in, my mom's a life coach. And um, so I was really lucky growing up because I had, I had uh, both parents incredibly strong, have been through, I mean, Jed knows some of the stuff that my parents have been through. It's insane. And the positivity and the, the strength of mind that they both have has just inspired me my whole life. And one thing that has um, just changed my brain a little bit was, because the brain, the subconscious, it's just so fucking powerful. And I've seen it, I've seen it in action, you know, my whole life through through my parents and their practices. And being grateful for something, being grateful for anxiety and depression. Sorry, I'm just surging a little bit. Let me just gather my thoughts. Um, being grateful for my anxiety and depression has helped me accept myself for who I am. But if I, if I didn't have those things, if I didn't experience anxiety and depression, I wouldn't understand them. And if I didn't understand them, I don't think I'd be able to write the music that I write. I don't think that I'd be able to connect with people the way that I do. I don't think that I'd be able to sit here and talk to you so openly if I hadn't experienced those things before. Um, I have friends who have never, they don't even know what like anxiety feels like. And I didn't experience anxiety or depression as a kid. Not like, not like as we know it now. I'm sure it presented itself, but I didn't know it back then that that's what it was. But as an adult, it's like, it's so here. Like you're like, oh, I have it. Like that's fucking anxiety. That's an ADHD. That's depression. Like I have it. And everybody likes to put a stamp on everything, have a, have a name for everything, right? Everything needs a name these days. And if they're going to put a name on it and, you're, and I'm going to tell myself, okay, I, I have this, then I better be okay with having it and find a way to be grateful for it. Um, but, yeah, if I didn't have those things and experience those things, I, wouldn't, I don't think I'd have a lot of the wisdom that I have and the connection that I have with people and fans and stuff because that essentially at the end of the day is all we're here for is connection. I, and that, that that nugget right there, I think for anybody with any mental health issue, for anybody with a trauma, struggle, anything, just that, that how is this going to better me as a person? How is mm. this helping me? I think that that tool and guidance can go a really long way. Definitely. Definitely. I think that like, and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll have these like spurts of the guilt and shame sometimes. And I remember... Not so long ago, I was in England and I called my dad one morning and I was just like, I'm so sorry for being a horrible kid. And it was just, I was having one of them days. And I said, I'm so sorry for being a horrible kid. I'm so sorry for all the bad shit I've done, blah, blah. I'm such a bad person. And he said, um, 
He's like, the fact that you're calling me on a random Thursday morning across the other side of the world, crying, telling me you're sorry for something you did when you were 15 years old is proof that you are not a bad person. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of true. I'm pretty great. <laughs> but that's like feeling those things. Like I see the pain that so many kids go through today. I see the pain that a lot of my friends go through. My boyfriend, like I see it. And I'm so grateful that I know what they're feeling and can be there for them and can offer some kind of wisdom just like they can offer it to me as well. Mm. And it really kind of deepens your capacity as a human, I for think, sure. on, yeah. on, many, on many levels. For sure. And I think, I think that we kind of have a responsibility to know what we're good at and then contribute that in some way to the world. And I am good at. I know I'm good at entertaining and I know I'm good at speaking my mind and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not really afraid of what people will think of me on a whole. And I think that being that way, I have a responsibility to, to be a voice when I have something to say and hopefully help someone else out there. If I've helped one person out there from saying, saying something or being open about something or writing something in a song that I've done my job. I feel like Kelsey, you've, achieved that even in the last 20 minutes from just normalizing some of the stuff that um that you've experienced i also love uh i've never heard anybody describe themselves as a gummy bear before and uh <laughs> and i wanted to give that gummy bear a, a good hug <laughs> but that's lovely oh, but i love I, your hugs jedo <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's like you captured that perfectly and and, and as chel says um it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be one or the other right and being able to celebrate all of those things and even even you kind of talking candidly um and even developing as we're having this conversation and even um coming on and we're we're introducing ourselves on the show we're saying hello and then the fact that you are able to share your vulnerabilities inside a few minutes when not everybody gets to see that side of you necessarily is just a, a credit to what being a human being and being an artist is about, right? And th and this is one of the reasons that um, that even even you inspiring others through your music, but just your your persona, um, even without words, even just like the way in which you are able to carry yourself and be comfortable with that 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 whole spectrum of human emotion, that alone is is super inspiring. So um, yeah, thank you for. Thank you for sharing everything you've said so far. Thanks, Jedo. I, I appreciate that, you know, because I think that people, if I'm going to be this confident, you know, person that I claim to be, I, that has to, I have to carry that across the board. So we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about mental health. I'm going to be confident in what I'm saying and I'm not going to be ashamed of the fact that I might break down at some point and that's what I want people to take from what I do in music or whatever it is, you know, the end of the day, like I'm not here to entertain anyone. I'm here to make them feel something. And so are you, you know, it's what we do as entertainers. It's, that's why we're here. We're just here to make people feel something. So, um, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate that you said that. <laughs> do you find that you're able to be, um, like I would say that that's quite a, a present way of living, right? It's like if you can set yourself up to be um, 
to be comfortable with the idea that the way the day is going to unfold is going to be unknown and comfortable enough that you might feel really strong that day, but at that moment, you might not feel quite so strong. Yeah. Um, and, and letting that happen, like, do you, um, would you say that you're quite a present person um, when it comes to that perspective on things? Yeah, generally, I, t- I try to. It's it's obviously a battle. Like, I am by nature a pretty nostalgic person. Um, I always had a fear of, like, growing up and, and loved being, you know, a child and um, all that kind of stuff. And I experienced a lot of death really young. So I, I, I learned our mortality very quickly and very young. And that always – it made me a certain way. It made me realise – <clears throat> that I'm going to not hold back in anything. I'm I'm going to I'm going to be in the moment. I'm going to try everything. I'm going to be myself and I'm not going to take any shit. That's what that taught me, but it also taught me um that I can lose anyone at any time. And I think that's made me keep my circle very small and my world very protected. Um but I think on a whole I d- I definitely try to be uh, apart from that fear, I'm try to be pretty in the moment. I think that has in the past gotten me in trouble. I'm like, oh, whatever, like I'm going to be in the moment. But, um, but yeah, I think I'm generally quite good at embracing every single minute. I think that comes with being an artist as well is like we've already picked a lifestyle and a path that is less travelled and you have to be okay with the fact that people are going to try and tear you down and bring you back to, you know, back down to earth. But I love the fact that I'm, I'm doing something that people are too afraid to do. And I just try to soak up every single minute of it. Cause I love what we get to wake up every single day and do what we love. Like I, I have it all. You know, I'm in love. I'm healthy. I'm good looking. And I get to live my dream. Like what more could I want? Do you know what I mean? I think that's one. We need to make a tea towel for you. We'll do our musicians journey tea towels. Kelsey Carter special with that inspirational quote yeah but like obviously with that comes bad days as well and um even the bad days I'll try to be in the moment because I think it's good to feel things I think it's good to like acknowledge what you're feeling and not push it under the rug because then it can get bottled up and it gets worse and worse and worse and then you explode (laughs) well that's part of the courage you know a lot of what you know, talk about being yourself, being your true self and and connected with that and, and connecting with your uniqueness and all of that. I think at yeah. the core of that, it doesn't exist without your emotions. For sure. Yeah, definitely. And are is there any kind of on that note? I know some people have like, these emotions feel good. These don't. Are you like full range? I'll, I'll feel it all. Um, no, I'm definitely not. I, um... I have a special needs brother who's brain damaged, mm-hmm. who I don't I don't talk about him very much. I try to keep that stuff very private. But I fear, uh, part of my fear of like growing up and time, I have, a, I have a strange relationship with the concept of time because it's, so, it's the one thing that you can't control and I am a control freak. So mm-hmm. that's probably the, the thing that I struggle with the most. Um, is the fact that one day, you know, my brother will be mine um, to to be there for and it terrifies me and it just feeds my, you know, long, 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 deep, dark fear of of time and moving forward. 
So going back to your last question, Jeddo, about like, are you in the moment? Like I almost too much sometimes because I don't want to look to the future and what that might, you know, what might happen. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my, what, what is it? My Achilles heel It's definitely, mm. yeah, the concept of time and, Bitch, I think that's. I don't think I'm. Alone. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that's pretty you're common. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. And and for so many, so many reasons. And and thank you for sharing sharing that. And and I believe too. Like the more present we are, that's where we can actually create our future. When mm. we start thinking about the future, and our mind takes a rabbit hole down, we're actually out yeah. of the present where we can make an impact and make a difference. So yeah. For sure. I think there's beauty in where in where you are. Um, you keep referencing the child you and at certain ages and and you know the depth of, of what you experienced. If if now you could go back to I'm making it up, but like age eight you and just like sit down next to her and just give her words or advice, what what would they be? Oh God. Um, patience, my dear. Mm. Slow down. <laughs> I have this thing that I, I feel like I'm a rat running on a wheel. And if I um, stop running, everything will collapse around me. And I've just always been such a really fast, hyper, kind of nonstop person, quite tightly wound at times as well. It's hard for me to find balance in calm um so I would I would encourage that a little bit more I was really shy kid I was I did not like groups of people um I was really really shy until like teenage and then I became a terror but I think I would tell myself to be kinder to myself to slow down and uh I don't know just you know you're going to be incredible and you're going to be charming and good looking and funny and talented. So you're nothing to worry about, you know, mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love that patience, time, yeah. slowing down and just knowing that you're worthy. I think we yeah. can all use that every moment. For uh, sure. That that's a valuable message for, for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's worthiness is, has been a big thing for me. And I, I, you know, I struggled from imposter syndrome for a long, long time. I just, I made myself the bad guy so that nobody else could. And I hated myself more than anyone else could. And it was like self-preservation, you know, um, doing, I, I got to a point where I looked back on my life and I was like, oh my God, I've done so much horrible things. I've never been malicious or I've never, I can honestly say I've never intentionally done anything to hurt anyone else. But I was just selfish and reckless. And um, I looked back on, you know, on myself and was like, okay, you need to fix this, this, this and this. And I think that there's nothing wrong with doing that every year. You know, I don't think that we have to stop being curious and stop uh, fighting and discovering who we are. Like that's so fucking beautiful to like... I want to always have the mindset of a child and be like, I want to know about that and I want to know about that. And I I know that that is something that people say they want to access and they want to keep their, their spirit that way. But saying something and doing something are very different things. And I truly believe I, I have been able to do that. 
and I fully encourage any, anyone else to to try and stay in touch with that part of them as well. Well, and, and that's amazing and, and really inspiring because when we do that, we then see our growth. It's like, oh, I can now, I've now gotten to a point in my life where I could see that wasn't serving me and I can evolve it yeah, in, and in you a know new what? way. I think that people also put pressure on themselves to like, oh, I was this 10 years ago, so I have to, that's like, I can't change. And it's like, no, like I have become all different, discover, I keep discovering new parts of myself that excite me and, and new parts. Like last night I was sitting on the couch. We were all hanging out. We haven't all been in the same place. Sitting on the couch. I was a right Marty bitch for no reason. I was just like so crass and snappy and I woke up this morning and I was like, I don't like that. I'm not going to be like that. And I think it's it's okay to reflect on the good things about you and maybe the not so good things about you and continue to discover who you are and not put judgment on that or be like, oh, that's not me, I can't be that. It's like, well, maybe that's who, you know, who you are evolving to become. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's beautiful, you know? I love that. Well, Kelsey, you have, you have given us in, in the frame of owning our vulnerabilities and our uniqueness, you know, you've talked about keeping the mindset of a child, you know, being able to discover new parts of yourself, always embracing all parts. And we're not just one thing. And I think there's so much freedom for people in that alone. How do you use gratitude to connect with maybe the parts that we might resist at first? And, and just kind of looping all of that together to anchor into who we are and show up that way and express that way. And I just, I'm so grateful for your shares, for your vulnerabilities, Aww. for your truths, and for, for the difference. I know that, that your courage made in people's life when they listen to this. Well, then I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I am curious, Kelsey, what is on your well-being rider? So what one item, tool or practice can you absolutely not go without in your life as a musician? I think that everybody needs a bit of home, right? Um, home for me is uh, never really been a place, though. I discovered that home for me, because I moved around so much and had a really, you know, kind of unique upbringing and, and family life set up, um, still to this day, <laughs> Uh, home became people, the people that I, you know, loved or let into my, my little world. And they are scattered all over the place. And I think that one thing that definitely helps me and keeps me, if I could put it on my rider, is um, making sure I connect with those people. You know, obviously my mum and my dad, my brother, Adam, my best friends, like wherever these people may be, even if it's just a quick phone call, that's definitely... Can't go without that. Can't go without a piece of home. Whatever that means for you, like that's, I need that. And also spending time alone. I love being alone so much. I just, I can love all my people, but I love being alone. <laughs> I love that. You know what's funny as well? So um, for people listening, that listen to previous episodes and for, for fans of Kelsey and fans of Adam Slack, who is in my band, The Struts, Adam and Kelsey are boyfriend and girlfriend I made that sound like we're really young then it sounded like we're at school <laughs> we're they're like their boyfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um and but it's great that you guys both actually said very similar answers about wanting to be 
recharge by yourself. And I think that's, um, and I think that that is something to be celebrated for, for everybody. If that's something that helps you recharge, it's interesting to hear both you and Adam kind of say that same thing. And I'm, and I'm sure you guys make that work, uh, in your relationship as well. And, and same thing with your bandmates. And, uh, yeah, I think that with, in a relationship, you know, this as well, Jed, like I see so many people around me have really toxic, unhealthy kind of experiences in love and relationships and all that stuff. But I've, I find myself very, very, very lucky in in my experiences. I've had three relationships. Obviously, I'm with Adam now, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. He is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I still don't feel like I'm worthy of him. He's that great. Um, but even my past relationships, I don't look at them like they were a failure. They were who I was and who I needed at the time, and um, for the most part, they were wonderful. But being with Adam and we both have experienced our own journeys in mental health and um, depression and being artists and going through the motions of, of that world and being a musician, you know, we can always turn to each other, which is really special. We can always create together, which is a form of therapy for artists. You know, if I'm feeling down, he picks up the guitar and we write a song. Like, it's a really, if I'm grateful for anything in my life, it is Adam. He is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And, um, you know, I didn't get a tattoo three weeks in for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think as well, like it, one th- other thing we're lucky for is we don't take anything personal. So if I want to be alone, I just tell, I'm, go away. Like I need to be alone. And he does, this, <laughs> he does the same thing. You know, it was really good in the pandemic because we were long distance before the pandemic and then the pandemic happened and obviously we got locked up together and we didn't fight at all. Like there was no like, can you hang out with me? Oh, you're not talking to me. Oh, oh, we didn't fight at all. It's like I was in the living room doing that. He was in the bedroom on his games. Like, and we just did our own thing and there was no, there's just, there's never really any nastiness or anger between me and Adam. And who you surround yourself with is going to 100% affect your mental health, right? So you better you better pick someone good because otherwise you're you're screwed. <laughs> I just happen to pick someone great. <laughs> I love it. And that's the same thing that goes for um for the people around you when it comes to I mean, look, we saw it we saw it when we were on tour with Foo Fighters. Yeah. Everybody you kind of hear like oh Dave Grohl is the nicest guy in rock and mm-hmm. roll. Um, then you meet him and you're like, damn, he really, he really is. And I yeah. think a big part of that is because he has surrounded himself by such great people. Mm-hmm. Every single member of that band is just the most wonderful human being. Yeah. Same yeah. with all of their crew. It extends the whole way about. And I think that is a really good point, um, that we could dive into for hours and hours about, uh, about community, but to bring it back home to your wellbeing rider, your community is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, is, is where the magic is. home, is. my people. Is home. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What would you like to leave behind in the green room today for our next guest? You don't know who they will be. Oh, God. But you're going to leave them a little uh, little question for when they next visit the green room. Okay, okay. Give me a second here. If you got a phone call right now, and it was... I asked them this last night. We were sitting on the couch. Nobody answered. But um, if you got a phone call right now and... 
something incredible was to happen and that's what that phone call was it could be something negative taken away or something great coming in to your world what would it be my like mine would be i'm performing on snl that would be like a materialistic one but you know that kind of thing i don't know is that good is that all right that's perfect okay cool okay, that cool. is and you're, you're getting an answer to this one not okay, like cool. when you asked it last time <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well Kelsey Carter, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for being here with us, telling us about your musician's journey. And, um, and just as your friend, I'm forever proud to see you evolve and the hard work you, you put in. And I know your fans absolutely adore you. But for any fans of Kelsey Carter out there listening, um, your girl works harder than, than anything I've ever seen and, and really cares so deeply about um, her fans and everything that she puts out to the world Kelsey thank you so much for being here with us today best of luck with everything back at you Jetto everything you just said <laughs> thank you darling proud of you as All well right. mate thank you Chelsea I appreciate it <laughs> thank you Kelsey would you like to receive weekly tips to better navigate your life and career join the band where we send you one book recommendation one action to take one new song suggestion and one development story to inspire sign up at themusiciansjourney.net this podcast is designed to provide insights and information on personal issues facing musicians. We are not healthcare professionals. Information provided is not a substitute for professional healthcare advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.